Hey, fishies. Welcome to our podcast. Fishy, hold on. Fishies? We're calling them fishies. <laughs> Whose idea was that? <laughs> I did Who did you run, talk to? I did, I did not run that by you. <laughs> <laughs> you did not. I do have a, a name for our guests that somebody <laughs> recommended to me. Listen, we've already jumbled this intro. <laughs> we did. It's all right. Hey, guys. What's going on? Hey, we're fishies. Back, we're back with the... Stop. We're back with the podcast. As you can tell, we have two mics. Yeah, so we finally have two mics. We had two mics originally, but we didn't have multiple uh, outputs. Yeah. Uh, for the inputs. But now we do. And I have a one of those little lapel mics that connects to my shirt. But when it's at my shirt, it's too far away. So I have it connected to a hatchet. Correct. That's right, a you hatchet. You look ridiculous with it. Thank you. It's like a very makeshift mic. It is, but it's really good. It's like a weird huntsman. It's really good. Though. Outdoors thing. And I can do the ASMR. Alright, we, we're not doing this, dude. Uh, so, how was your week? It's good. Good. It was good. Yeah, anything um, exciting? Yeah, so this past weekend, I went up to Buena Vista, not Buena Vista, because I know how to speak Spanish. And at Buena Vista, I uh, did some wrangling. Over at uh, Frontier Ranch. You, I'm fixing Dylan's mic. He's talking into the wrong side. Here, give that a quick test. Hey. Ah, that's the wrong side. Oh, that's it. Hey. That's the side you want to talk into. Is it not at the base? No, of course not. It's a one-sided mic. Um. <laughs> Sorry. That did a weird thing with the whole... Oh. We have the, the recording thing in front of us, and it did this weird little thing. It was really cool. But yeah, so I was up at Buena Vista, and we did some wrangling. I went up there with a couple of friends. Um, shout out Max, Isaac, and Sophie. They're uh, regular lins- listeners, so. <laughs> of our one one episode, but they're regular. Actually, Sophie said she only listened to like the first five minutes. Oh, did she not like it, or she just didn't get through no, it? No, she couldn't get through it. Oh. Caleb Hensley, who we talked about last episode. I was talking to him the other day, and last night, actually, and he's saying that um, he listened to about five minutes of the episode and then realized that we were talking about him, so he stopped so he could practice his uh, podcast voice <laughs> to, be our, to be one of our guests. He he literally messaged me when I posted about it on Instagram, and he's like, "So when am I, when can I be a guest?" I was like, "Whenever you want, man." And he's like, "I'm thinking about buying a mic." And my head was like, "Does Kate want to buy a mic specifically so he can be on a podcast?" And I texted him and was like, "Don't buy a mic." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about getting one for uh, Caleb's comfy chair." <laughs> for like, his Insta- <laughs> shout out uh, Caleb and his Instagram, Caleb's comfy chair. You can follow him on that. I think it's not private, is it? I don't know. No, but it is interesting. So it's kind of hilarious. Yeah. We should dog on Caleb. We should. <laughs> we should. Great guy. Yeah. Great guy. First time I met him, he didn't want to talk to me. Great guy. Best friends with him now. I guess I can't say best friends because then Brady will be upset. Yeah. My best friend is Brady. And then... Caleb's a really good friend. Sorry, Caleb. Who who ranks higher, me or Caleb? Caleb. Nah, cool. I get I get lunch with him, or not lunch, breakfast with him more often. I guess now that we're seeing each other once a week, 
You, might, you, you, you might only see him once a week now. We see each other like several times a week. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you're right. All right, whatever. Uh, I got an iPhone 11. Yeah, heard about that. It's How you liking it? So nice. It's so big compared to my six. Yeah. How yeah. you you didn't get the Pro, did you? No, I. That was eleven hundred dollars. This was only seven hundred. Good. Good. So you only got the. So I really the only thing that is like noticeably different with the Pro is that it has the three cameras. Yeah. Because the two cameras on the 11 is the normal camera and then a wide camera. And the third camera on the 11 Pro is an ultra-wide camera. Do you know what infuriates me? What's that? About the new iPhone 11 Pro. Huh. Is that Apple has three cameras that I, I don't, I'm not an expert in hardware. But I know a little thing about software. Not an expert, but I know a little thing. So don't, don't put me on blast for this. But that they have three cameras that they can just make different scripts to do each of the cameras work. I'm pretty sure it's the exact same. It might be a different lens, but it looks the exact same. And they have it do three different things. It's probably a lens thing. Just do just do one lens and get good at coding. Apple. It's a shout. That's a call out there. I think I think with them cuz with Apple, a lot of the things they do is, you know, while they try to be innovative, I think they're also trying to be uh, careful with how much each phone would cost. And so I think with the idea of having all three of those cameras in one it could be very expensive. And like within a thin frame, as in this, that could be rather difficult as opposed to them being on separate planes. That's just my thought about it. Huh. But... Fair enough. Yeah, it's it's weird. I also... I don't know how I feel about not having a headphone jack. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's fine. Yeah, because like you upgraded cool. from the 6. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I felt when I got the 8. Yeah, because, like, it's, it is nice having the two uh, speakers at the bottom. Except but one. Does both ears work? Yeah. The 8, only one of them works. Interesting. It's also uh, another thing that infuriates me about Apple. But, yeah. But it's okay. But just connecting it to my car, because I've always done an aux cord for my phone to my car music stereo. Yeah. And so, like, I've had to figure out one, because, like, other people use, like, Jasmine, she uses, like, the USB uh, for transfer to music. Yeah. And, like, that's never worked. It's never worked for me with my car. So I've always just done aux. And I also have Bluetooth in my car, but it's always just, like, it's, like, old Bluetooth. Like, uh. 2011. Yeah. Bluetooth, and like that's when it was like fairly newish in cars, so it's not great. So I, like literally last night, I was like I spent like half an hour like trying to figure out my car Bluetooth. Sorry about that noise, everyone. I was switching where my mic was on the hatchet. Cool, and and like it's so weird, but I figured I I figured it out today that like there's a menu. There's so many menus in my user interface in my car yeah and it's just dumb but i figured i figured it out because you have to manually select usb every time you get into the car interesting of doing automatic yeah right? which is annoying it's just what i'm gonna have to deal with and the bluetooth like you i don't know if there's a menu for that but you can speak into the car 
and you say activate Bluetooth and connect to device, and it's just so janky. Yeah. But that is the cost of having a very expensive and luxurious iPhone. Yeah, and having a driving a Ford Focus. Yeah. Hey, I guess great gas mileage. Yeah, way better than mine. Yeah, I do miss my old Kia from time to time. Uh, just because of the all-wheel drive. And it looked better. And I could actually sleep in it. Because there's a lot more room. That's that's exactly <laughs> what I look for in a car, is if I'm able to sleep in it. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I can't sleep, like, sitting down, like in a regular chair position. Like Fair I enough. To, I have to be laying down. Yeah. And, like, it's very annoying. But, like, I've had... Like, I've slept in my old Kia, like, a few times. I usually just, like, take, like, a quick nap when I'm in between things. Yeah. But there's room in there. There's not room in my Ford Focus. Yeah. So, there is that. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, this week is a huge week for professional wrestling. Yeah, tell me about it. So, uh, a few things. So, the WWE, they have uh, a new deal with Fox uh, to have SmackDown run on their Friday nights. And that is huge because uh, for a very long time, the WWE hasn't been on mainstream cable networks has always been uh on usa network yeah pretty much for like the past 10 years so for them to jump ship to fox because the deal was very lucrative like it fox paid them like over a hundred million dollars for it yeah so smackdown is moving from tuesday nights to friday nights and because of their move to fox you know there's a lot more money and there's a lot more uh, stakes involved so that's pretty cool and then the WWE also moved one of their shows NXT which was on their WWE network which is $9.99 a month uh, to it used to be on that their streaming service and now it's on USA Network on Wednesday nights Yeah. and the reason they moved it to uh, USA instead of having it on their streaming device is because this other company uh, All Elite Wrestling. They're a new wrestling company. All Elite Wrestling. Yes. AEW. Uh, they're, they scored a deal, TV deal, with TNT to run their new show, weekly show on Wednesday nights. And there's it's similar wrestling, uh, just under a different It kind of is similar. Uh, the thing with the WWE is that they have a very specific style of wrestling, and a lot of that attunes to just a rich history of like uh them the wwe appealing to a family uh they're a family oriented product and so uh back in the attitude era in the late 90s or even in the early 2000s it was a very like uh kind of raunchy kind of extreme product you know with guys like stone cold steve austin yeah you know giving the middle finger and drinking beer yeah and all these other like like how they treat women like in bra and panties matches Thankfully, they don't do that anymore, but it used to be very catered to, like, a TV-14 uh, audience. But now, the WWE is very family-oriented since they're a publicly traded company. And so, you know, and 
they're wrestling also because they wrestle their talent wrestles about 250 dates a year okay so they're doing typically three to four shows a week and so uh that can be very hard on their bodies and they also have a very extensive uh travel schedule huh so uh the wrestling is still relatively good but it's like nowhere near as like great as it can be yeah so that's uh a difference that all elite is now offering is that they're doing very limited shows about uh 150 because they're not doing because the thing with wwe is they have their tv shows and then they have house shows yeah which are just live events that aren't televised yeah all elite for at least their first year is just doing televised events weekly and then the occasional pay-per-view probably monthly yeah but and so that allows their wrestlers uh to like put on better matches on a weekly basis and then there's the idea of storytelling the wwe awful awful storytelling <laughs> yeah yeah sometimes they have a good one but more or less they don't just just a lot of like not great stuff that like makes sense like a lot of it's ridiculous and just like like at the end of this week's raw on monday so there's this couple rusev and lana rusev and lana yeah and rusev has been on like a break i don't know if he was injured or just taking time off but he just came back recently. But he didn't come back with Lana, who's his real-life wife and, like, on-screen manager. Uh, so he had a match with Seth Rollins. And, like, the commentary, like, kind of mentioned and briefly, like, uh, troubles with Rusev and Lana's marriage, which is, like, weird. And then after the match or during it, uh, Bobby Lashley, uh, he appears on camera. He's been injured for, like, the past few months. And then Lana comes out, and they start making out, like, on stage. Wait. What? Rusev and Lana. So Rusev and Seth Rollins are having a match. Bobby Lashley comes out during their match and brings out Lana, and they start making out. Oh. Yeah. Okay, that's weird. It's so weird. It's like in the middle of a... All right. Yeah. Weird time to have that. Yeah, because... I don't know. Bobby Lashley's trying to show up Rusev with his girl. And they made out for, like, an awkwardly long period of time. Yeah. Like, a while. And because they're, like, something was supposed to happen in Seth and this other character, Bray Wyatt. So a lot of their stuff, the WWE, is just, like, on the edge of ridiculous. Now, with All Elite, you know, it's very more sports-oriented. It has a very professional feel to it. And, like... They are aware that, like, the WWE is ridiculous and they feel like they don't have, they don't, like, keep their fans in mind. And they don't think they're smart enough to realize what's actually going on. Yeah. All Elite, you know, they know that, like, you know, the audience is smart and they know what's good and they, they'll boo if it's not good. So, it's a very promising time in the wrestling world. So. Yeah, so WWE put up NXT to rival uh, in ratings, hopefully, AEW's new show, Dynamite, on Wednesday nights. So, yeah. wrestling's really good. Because wrestling is at its best when there's competition. Because back in the late 90s, it was the WWE versus WCW. And the WCW actually used to be on TNT until they got bought out by Time Warner. Uh, but the WWE was its best because... You know, that's when they had Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker and Kurt Angle 
And a lot of these guys, which progress to guys like John Cena and Randy Orton and Brock Lesnar. Uh, but once, you know, w uh, WCW folded, you know, they kind of grew, you know, content within their mediocrity. Uh, so hopefully this competition will raise the bars for not only storytelling, but just for an overall greater product. Yeah. And if you're uh, you're sitting here listening to this podcast and you're thinking, what in the world is Dylan talking about? You're not alone. Listen, I am a huge professional wrestling fan. I was going to have my own podcast, solely just me talking about wrestling. Yeah, you were. And then, like, I just... And I tagged along. <laughs> and I said, hey, let's do that podcast. And then you could talk wrestling and I'll have no clue what's going on. Right. Because that doesn't sound like fun. Yeah. So I guess you... You as an audience member have to decide. I I'm Is here. It fun? <laughs> <laughs> I am here to educate the masses about wrestling. Because yeah. it you know back in the late nineties like it was main it was considered a mainstream because they did like you know they averaged like eight million viewers weekly. Yeah. And now they're likely to have like two million. Uh, but just the perception that wrestling is fake has dampened the overall legitimacy of the sport which is fair yeah but there's a lot more to wrestling you know like there's you know drama yeah storytelling forget who the comedian was uh but he had a bit where he's like he didn't like really any sports he liked wrestling because he's like he has these friends like hey guy uh call the comedian chris hey chris you gotta be watching nba you know lebron's changing the game he's like how is he changing the game is he just scoring, like, a few more points more than, like, Kobe Bryant? In wrestling, Undertaker can be fighting Mick Foley on top of a cell and throw Mick Foley off and lose some of his teeth. Is that a bit more exciting than watching LeBron uh, score a few more points? And you know who won, you know, in the NBA? You know it's going to be the Warriors versus the Cavs every year in the finals. But you know who won the main event? At WrestleMania 31, a guy who wasn't even in the match. <laughs> Wrestling is so exciting. I'm not like, you know, you know, try to, you know, degrade any of the other sports like basketball, football, football sport. Let me tell you what's not boring. Huh. Baseball. Oh, boy. <laughs> Controversial statement, but it's true. It's not. If you're watching it live. Baseball is sure. one of the most entertaining sports there is live, other than the Aztec prisoner games that they had. Those I, I heard were pretty cool. What are, what are you talking about? Or, you know, where they used to, like, kick, like, stones into little hoops on a wall. Oh, like in the Rotel Dorado? Yeah, like that. <laughs> and then they'd have to, like, do stuff with other dead prisoners' skulls. and. That was more of soccer than baseball. Yeah, but, like... That's equally as exciting as baseball is. And the Roman Colosseum with everybody dying in there. I'm, I'm sure that was pretty fun. But nowadays we got baseball. Baseball's great. Okay. You, get, you, you look out into the field, right? If you're in an older field like Wrigley, go Cubs, um, then you're sitting, if you're in the bleachers, the same way that people sat. Right when the bleachers were made. It's incredible. You sit there, you maybe get a little hungry, go down to the concession stand, get you a dollar hot dog. Hot dog for a dollar. How incredible is that? I just want a dollar dog. You know, a good dollar dog. 
I try to go to Costco. They got a good dollar dog, but it's too big. Okay. It's a dollar fifty nine, and you get a soda with it. I don't want a soda with it. I just want to play an old dollar dog. But anyways. Or Costco has this churros, pretty good. Or their uh, froyo. Oh, have you had the chicken bake? No. Chicken bake's really. It's been good. a while since I've been to Costco. I like that one. We should go to Costco sometime, mm -hmm. just to get some food. Yeah. Um, but baseball, right? So you're looking at out on this on this field, right? There are four white squares, right, and a and a fifth white rectangle. Right, a diamond, and if you will, yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> listen, so you're watching, you're watching the game, and up comes your boy Sammy Sosa. Right, this was my childhood right here. When I go to Chicago, every time I go to, my mom's from Chicago. Okay. And so I grew up a Cubs fan. I went out of the hospital in a in a Cubs onesie. Same onesie that my brother and my sister went home in, and the same onesie that both of my cousins have gone home in. Um, I have more than two cousins, but the two most recent cousins, they went home in it. Anyways. Riveting stuff. So, you're watching there. Sammy Sosa comes up. And, you get, you know, the pitcher knows it's Sammy Sosa, right? Everybody knows Sammy Sosa. So, he tries to walk him, right? So, ball far left, right? You know, Catcher has to get up, go catch it. You know, like one of them. Does that for three. Fourth one, pitchers to try to get a strike on Sosa. Right? So he throws it right down the middle. Crack. Sosa, home run. How incredibly invigorating is that to watch Sammy Sosa get a home run? And then maybe, maybe, maybe you, you catch the ball. Right? Then you have Sammy Sosa's home run baseball. Right. What do you get in wrestling? You don't get any free any free gear like that. Sometimes they, uh, at the WWE show I went to uh, a few months ago, uh, Jinder Mahal, he had a shirt. He wore it down to the ring and then he threw it to the audience. And I think a regular person, uh, like a kid, would keep that shirt. A NARP? No. But if you're a mark like me, or like the guy that I'm about to tell you about, he uh, caught the shirt, threw it back in the ring at Jinder Mahal. Nice. Very funny. So we do get things out of it. Nice. Or even if you're at a small independent show, you know, the wrestlers are, like, right there, and you can talk to them. It's pretty casual. Did I ever tell you about the time I went to go see Midget Wrestling? You've mentioned it. I don't think you've ever told me about it. It was incredible. So, picture that this is while I was living in Alabama. So there's a there's a good scene for you. But you walk in to this red barn off the side of the highway. Right. That has a plywood sign painted over it that says Midget Wrestling Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> this I go with my family, but this isn't their first time going midget wrestling. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> but the time that they went there weren't any midgets. So um advertising yeah by the time that i went there was but you walk in right and you got you got a person giving stamps if you're of age to be drinking because i got a bar there because it's alabama and uh he said how old are you i said 17 i was 17 at the time oh were and, you really yeah <laughs> this is recent in your life yeah it is <laughs> he goes well if you're 18 i could let you in but you're not I said, well, I'm here with my family. Is that, is that okay? He goes, oh, you're here with your family? 
Yeah, you're good. Come on in. I said, okay. And he stamps my hand as he stamped my my 21 and up siblings. <laughs> Same stamp. I go, okay, what? And we go in, and then you pay. Right? And so it was like 10 bucks a person, but since there was like, I brought I brought two friends from high school. But since it was Full like. event. Yeah, it was great. But since we brought in like seven people, we got a discount for bringing in a big crowd. <laughs> so instead mm-hmm. of $10 a person, it was $5 a person. Oh, wow, that's pretty good. great. Yeah. So we walk in, and we find, and we walk in, and then you walk by the bar, and you keep walking in, and you got the ring in the middle of the barn, and then around it is this potpourri of bleachers. You know, you got wooden bleachers on one side. You got metal bleachers on the other. You got people with lawn chairs or, around one side of the ring. And then, mm-hmm. me, like, metal and wooden bleachers behind them. Nothing matches. And uh, start walking around. Everybody's looking at us because we're, you know, a, a pretty, co- comparatively, right, we're a pretty dapper-looking group. Right. You know, everybody's, you know, a whole bunch of, Normal-looking. Like, yeah. We look, well, they look normal. To themselves, right? It's just a bunch of bub- like a bunch of bubbas, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we're walking around and everybody's looking at us, and they're um, talking about us because you know we're obviously out of towners, um, coming to midget wrestling dressed in a cardigan, and they were looking at us, and I was looking at them talk to each other, and I I quickly realized something. There there was a total of maybe 75 teeth in the entire room not including my friends and my family so we were the outliers with when it comes to teeth it was great it was hilarious what a weird statistic i felt (laughs) i felt i felt just at home you know just walking around and uh we we find some open bleachers we sit there and my mom gets up and she goes all right y'all want anything like any water, any whatever. I go, yeah, I get a water. If they have any food, like, I would, you know, if they got a hot dog, I'll take a hot dog. Big hot dog guy. And um, so she she goes, she gets her water. She's coming back, and she goes, we need, we need to come here more often. I say, yeah, why is that? She goes, this is the cheapest water I've ever bought at any, like, show. Like, it's, <laughs> like, 98 cents, where it's usually, like, five dollars at like a baseball game or whatever right and um so we she got our waters and she brought it back and um the the wrestlers start to come out right and you got it was a super long roster there's probably about you know 15 wrestlers and they're coming in one at a time with their own intro music and then they come to the ring and they like talk and just chat and then next people will come up and then they'll like chat with everybody and then next people will come up and finally like as the last person comes up there's like a confrontation mm-hmm. and then everybody starts fighting each other mm-hmm. and then out comes a midget with a with a <laughs> with a bamboo stick <laughs> okay. which is split right down the middle and taped at the bottom and he comes running into the middle of the ring and you start hearing just whack, whack, whack. Yeah, those are kendo whack. sticks. Kendo sticks. That's what it is. Kendo. Kendo sticks. Kendall. And I don't know. 
and um, and he just starts whacking people. Yeah. And you can't see him because there's like 15 grown men around the rig. All you see is a little stick in the middle, like move really fast, yeah. a whack, and then one of the wrestlers jump. <laughs> he starts. One of the midgets starts chasing. Or the midget starts chasing one of the wrestlers around the ring. And so you just see the one wrestler just running and jumping and running and jumping with a whack, 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 whack every time that he jumps. It was incredible. So I brought two friends from high school, like I said. And they were both they were both of the female sex. And one of them one of one of them just emptied her entire like hand sanitizer portable little thing mm-hmm. while sitting there because oh, no. I didn't realize how much of a germaphobe she was and I don't even think she is it was just that kind of explains to you what kind of place we were sitting at right. and the other one her name is so it's Marissa and Lauren Marissa dumped the hand sanity Lauren is sitting there watching and then there's a, a group of teenagers that walks in probably 20 20 teenagers walk in so our age and they come sit they they come walk in front of us and they all say hi to lord and and she says hi to all of them back and then my dad kind of looks at me and she and he goes she knows people that goes here <laughs> i go apparently and i asked her about it and they're from so it was in albertville i talked about this last time they're from boaz and the the wrestling was in Boaz. Was the Boaz place the the meth capital or like the no. heroin capital? Boaz was the normal one with just with uh, just marijuana. Oh, Albertville meth capital, Gunnersville down the down the down the highway by the lake is heroin. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, but it was oh, it was an experience to say the least. I have a picture of it of a of the midget holding the the. Keto, Kato, Kendo, Kendo stick, K E N D O. Yeah, bless you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, wrestling is always the best when you experience it live. Like uh, I go to this uh, promotion here in the Springs, Colorado Springs Wrestling. They've only been around for like three years, and it's a super small promotion. But yeah, it's always so much fun. It's kind of weird because I think the, the kind of people that go there. Uh, to these independent shows are either just like families that are kind of just looking for something to do on like a Saturday night or just like actual like wrestling fans and it can appreciate just the uh, the uh, the nice just feeling of a small promotion and so it's always fun the one I took Zach to a show and uh, the guy there Marty the Moth he choked me he, there's a guy dressed as moth that choked you. He wasn't dressed as a mock, uh, moth. Uh, he's just called Marty the Moth. Oh. Yeah. He should have been dressed as a moth is what you're saying, though. I don't think so. Yeah. But why was he called Marty the Moth? That's just his name, man. I don't know. It's, it's alliteration. <laughs> oh, doesn't make any sense to me. You uh, see the uh, Birds of Prey trailer? Nope. You hey, see- so I got these uh, <laughs> these little treats here. I was at the store before this. I was picking up some uh, some dinner for the rest of the week, doing some cream creamy spaghetti. And uh, tonight I'm going out to Culver's 
with um, Eric. And so I really didn't need to get it tonight, but I just got so excited looking up recipes that I had to go grocery shopping today. Cool. Um, but as I was checking out, came across these Bark Thins snacking chocolate um, as dark chocolate and mint. Fun fact about Dylan and I, we both don't like dark chocolate and mint. I mean, I can I can handle mint, um, but I'm not the biggest fan of dark chocolate, um, and I'm not a big fan of thin mints. So why are we? Why first of all, why did you buy this? And second of all, why are you making us eat this? Because <laughs> I walked by and I said, "Hey, we should eat something." Why would you have that thought? Because <laughs> I was hungry at the time. <laughs> Doesn't mean we have to do it now on the podcast. Yeah, we're gonna do it now. I I think I'm gonna refuse. Nope, you have to. No, I don't want to. I have to put my hatchet down to be able to open this. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, fishies, let us know if this is good content or if we should. We gotta not talk continue. about the whole fishies thing. We gotta talk about the fishies thing. Oh, we do. You didn't consult me about this food. I don't think I didn't I did. Consult I told you, you right before we recorded. I said, hey, I got some food for us to try. And you said, I don't like dark chocolate and mint. I said, great, neither do I. Let's do it. Fine. Why don't you like fishes? I think we should have we should have a name, a collective name for our fans. For our listeners. Fishies, it makes sense, since we're in a pond. Should should they be the ticks or the fleas? Well, I figured since monkeys aren't supposed to be in a pond, that if we have guests on, they should also be something that shouldn't be in a pond. Like polar bears. Yes. <laughs> polar bears in the pond. Incredible. Uh, and then um, I guess our, our listeners shouldn't be in the pond or should they be in the that's a great point they might be the ones that are in the pond right as in the fish yeah or like frogs uh no okay well we're gonna try this ready cheers uh cheers three clank two one not a fan <laughs> the mint is overwhelming oh yeah it is oh oh I don't think the dark chocolate's that bad but the mint is overwhelming that's a and lot it, of mint. are these nuts in it what are these those are mints oh they're mints oh okay. yeah it's like it's not like the the flower right mint it is like the hard candy mint gotcha which is a shame. Because I don't like the crunch of mint. Cool. Cool. Uh, what am I doing with this? I don't want this. <laughs> Do you want the rest of this? Yeah. He Paul's doing ASMR. I apologize. Um, shh. Yep. Uh, so, uh... It probably sounds awful. Absolutely. We don't have headphones to listen to what we're saying, so maybe we'll work on that. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? We're experimenting as we're going. 
riveting stuff us monkeys are doing. So, I, uh, well, that was, I think I just did a big old smack. I'm sorry for everybody. Um, but, talking about, um, things that interest us, I was talking with Isaac this weekend when we were working, and lately, I've been into the, uh, bus movement, you know what I mean? People moving into buses, building them oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I've been a fan of Tiny Living for years now. Like, I think solid five years, maybe longer, I've been wanting to live in a tiny house. And, um, Isaac, this past weekend, recently I've been getting to the bus living. And then Isaac talks to me about it, and he goes, hey, you want to move into a bus together? I said, "Why?" Absolutely, I do. And so, um, yeah, Isaac and I are, are going to buy a bus and make it into our house, and we're going to be roommates. Is this a done deal? I think so. How much is a bus? Um, is it going to be like an uh, active bus or just like stationary? Oh, active. Okay. And you can get them at auction since schools buy them. You know what I mean? Um, since schools buy them, you have to... You you could buy them pretty cheap at auction. Right. And they range anywhere from like $500 without a bid to like $10,000. So, there's a pretty good range. I've been looking at videos and people have like made their entire like bus for less than five grand. Oh, wow. Yeah. Making it livable. I mean, that guy is pretty extreme. I wouldn't go that extreme. But, like, average, less than 20000 Yeah. There's For this sure. guy I watched on YouTube, part of Reese's Teeth, Bernie Burns. He bought a bus to be, like, kind of a mobile office, and he's a fireplace in his. Yeah. I just... I get the idea of small living. I guess that's affordable and cheap. But, like, why? I, um, personally, well, I wanted to do it for a while. Mm -hmm. And then today I listened to Old Friends by Ben Rector. And I have different opinions about it for forever. But, um, I don't need that much stuff. Like, I mean, we're sitting in my room right now, and this is as messy as it ever gets because I don't have very much, which is, like, my personal choice. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think I need a whole lot. Like, I've thought about selling my computer many of times, but now I'm glad that I haven't because we're recording this on this. The chair is, like, my most recent addition, and, like, I don't need a whole lot, and so I figured I don't want to live in a big house. And if I want to save money and not live in a big house, tiny living. So what's like the monthly upkeep for a bus? Um, biggest thing is gas. Mm -hmm. So what my thoughts are, if Isaac and I are living together, we're probably not going to be traveling a lot. Yeah, just... See, what also the thing is, where are you going to keep it? 
I'll just buy some land somewhere. <laughs> That's so much more expensive. It's not. You could, I mean, where you, you gonna, only need. Where are you gonna buy land here in town? Like you might be able to do it like out. No, it'd be out. It'd be out of town. It'd be like uh, Palmer Lake area. That might even be a bit more expensive. Well, I think you'd have a better luck in Falcon. Or Falcon. That's so you know, far though. It is. It is, but maybe um, down south. With well, that's well, that's starting to dip towards Pueblo. Right? I know <laughs> that's <laughs> Pueblo. Ugh. Um, we love Pueblo, but none of our listeners are from there. So I don't love eat Pueblo. shit, Pueblo. <laughs> if you're from Pueblo, nothing. Um, but like, just find some land, park it. Oh, sorry about that. That was loud. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, yanked on my cord. Um, just find somewhere to park it, and then we've like figured out. I mean, we're gonna have our own cars, right? For like pilot cars, whatever. And then uh, this gives me an opportunity to get a motorcycle, and so that is really cool. I had to whisper because I didn't want my mom to hear it. All right, that's how this works. Yep. Yep. She doesn't know that I have a podcast, but I don't want her to hear it. My dad knows I have a podcast. Yeah. He told me our episode last week was not bad. Yeah. Should we uh, review our, our friend's review of this podcast? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go through it. So you start off with your dad. Oh, I don't actually have any of those texts since I oh. uh, transferred all my stuff to my new iPhone. Oh. oh. I, uh... Oh, I just so I uploaded a selfie of us recording this thing. Episode two coming tomorrow. Mm. Um, today's Wednesday. Tomorrow's Thursday. I think I think we're gonna upload every Thursday, unless that changes. It might change. No no commitments. Zach Hammer messaged me back saying bless up, and <laughs> and Sophie said, but did you get two mics? To answer Sophie, yes. If you're li- still listening at this point, Sophie, yeah. If you if you made it 42 minutes in, Sophie, I want to be friends with you. I hope that's okay. Sophie doesn't like being friends with people. Sophie is freaking hilarious. Did you hear what she did to Caleb? No, but Brady told me that Caleb. <laughs> no, no, what he said. So, Caleb was on his break. Um. And so Sophie, Sophie is an intern at. I don't, I don't think I could disclose that information, so never mind. Sophie's an intern and works with Caleb. Caleb used to be an intern, now he works there full time. Um, but they're in the break room, and Caleb keeps messing with Sophie. So the other day, I think it was yesterday, Sophie walks by Caleb on his break, and he has three of those little mini Reese's, mm-hmm. and. She she sees him, and she goes, hey, are these yours? Doesn't wait for an answer. Picks it up, eats it, throws the trash back on his plate. And he sits there just dumbfounded. <laughs> he, he tells me, he goes, I have never been so upset, yet not upset at all, because I didn't have time to register what had happened. But I waited all day for my three little Reese's Cups, and she... she she ate one. <laughs> she robbed him of that enjoyment. <laughs> and then Caleb went and um, talked to her boss about it. 
<laughs> trying to get Sophie fired. And Sophie's boss replies to Caleb, whoever has the guts to steal one of your Reese's Cups deserves a raise. <laughs> and so not only did Caleb not get his Reese's because of Sophie, but he almost gave Sophie a raise. That's if she so... wasn't an intern, she might have gotten it. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. That's ballsy of her. Yeah. Are you kidding me? My Exxon stock's crashing. Do you uh, invest? <sighs> Sadly. Yeah. What do you invest in? Wow, this or is buy getting stocks in. low. I have stocks with Exxon Mobile. Just Exxon? Yeah. Hmm. I got it. So my, my grandmother used to work for Exxon. Oh. Um, and so for part of her like yearly and dividends or whatever, she'd get um, stock and she'd give it to all the kids, all of their grandkids. Oh, fun. And so I have quite a bit of stock, but it is dropping down and I hate it. I told, I told my mom earlier this year, I said, hey, by the end of the year, I'm going to sell my Exxon stock. Because I've been waiting to sell it. I've been holding on to it for a while. And uh, I should have sold it at that point. Because that's when it was at its high for this year. Mm. <laughs> and now it now it's just going down. And this is the, the longest recession it's had in a while. Oh, but, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, just bad. Yeah. Just bad. Just down. Ugh. Yeah, one of my teachers in high school, Mr. Bowers, he, uh, he when Twitter was first became a thing, he uh, bought stocks in Twitter. Yeah. And uh, then Twitter got super huge, and then he sold those stocks, and he got super rich off yeah. of them. And so he has, like, this big house and a lot of land. I don't know where, but... Uh, and he, he says the only reason he stole a t-shirt is because his wife would be mad at him for not doing anything else. So <laughs> being a teacher keeps him busy, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. Yeah, that's one of the things about stocks is that you, you either invest when it's real low right. and hope that it blows up, or or you, like, you either lose a lot or you gain a little bit. Yeah. There's, yeah. like those only three stages yeah i remember he because he was one of the humanities teachers and he were in the freshman economics class he had us do like all these mock stock buying uh stuff like fake what it was called yep like i don't know i didn't go to bougie high school like you did <laughs> i gotta practice Simula how to simulations s- how to buy in the simulations like mock simulations of stock buying and uh i've never bought a stock since yeah right right terrific terrific great so i think that's all the time we have just kidding (laughs) (laughs) there are probably some people that were feeling pretty hopeful about that yeah probably but you're in for another 30 minutes so that teacher also taught uh, sports psychology class that I took GD Sports year. psychology. Well, in what year? What do you think sports psychology is? Um, like 
dipping into the brain of like Tiger Woods. <laughs> Why Tiger Woods? He plays sports. <laughs> probably not the best person to pick their minds at. <laughs> or like Drew Brees. Yeah, Drew Brees is a cool guy. He plays sports. Yeah. No, I I actually couldn't Paul tell you. Paul Rudd. What... Who? Paul Rudd. What sport does Paul Rudd play? He's Ant-Man. Right, but what sport does that entail? You know, shrinking and growing. Is that a sport? Yep. Or is that? No, it's a sport. Act of justice. Sport. Uh... I couldn't tell you what sports psychology is. Batman. Because all we did in that class was watch sports movies and then write about those movies. Gordon Ramsay. Shut up. <laughs> like, we watched Rudy in that class. We watched uh, We yeah, Are Marshall. Friday Night Lights. We didn't watch Friday Night Lights. Yikes. We Are Marshall. Have you ever seen We Are Marshall? Of course I have. Yeah. That was pretty good. I grew up in Texas. And then, uh, no, you didn't. And then. I did. Uh, what was that? You watched some basketball movie. I grew up in Texas. Uh, that me. class was such BS. <laughs> we just watched sports movies and wrote papers on them. And then we also had to make, at the beginning of that class, we had to make our own sport. What'd you make? Do you remember? <sighs> it was with me and my friends Betty and Taylor. I think we just made... And Carrie. We just made, like, some big... Like soccer golf. I think we made soccer golf. Soccer golf. Yeah, just the idea of getting uh, balls and holes on the ground, but they're bigger, and you just kick them in instead of having a goal. Hmm. I think that's what we did. Interesting. That class is dumb. (laughs) Did I, uh... I'm sure I have, but um, last year... I think it was in the fall. I took a film class. Mm-hmm. And I got this from my dad. So every time that my dad goes to watch a movie, he always ends up falling asleep. The only movie he didn't was Bolt. So he says, Bolt <laughs> is the best movie in the world because he didn't fall asleep in it. <laughs> and uh, so I, I get that trait from my dad. And so when I took two film classes in a semester, I had... Two naps in a week. Oh, jeez. And since film and art, like that kind of stuff, is so open to interpretation, I could, I could BS an entire essay, entire ten-page paper, and I got A's. Except in one of my film classes, I didn't. Because I didn't like that class very much. But my like other film class, I did get an A. And I BS'd 10-page papers. It was great. Cool. But I always fell asleep. It was just You were talking about watching movies in class. And I was like, oh yeah, I fall asleep when I watch movies in class. You don't get say that engaged? No. But what if you're sitting in a movie theater? Would you still fall asleep? Movie theaters, I don't fall asleep in. But in classroom settings, I do. Why do you think that is? Because class is boring and college is boring. Because you're actually doing something for work instead of enjoyment. So therefore, you fall asleep instead of uh, confronting your responsibilities. That and I have a long day when I have to go to class. Yeah, good point, good point. (laughs) And um, I fall asleep even if, like... 
we're not watching movies in class, and so but I just sleep better when I am. The hard part was when we started watching uh, movies that aren't in English. Oh. Because then I have to read the subtitles. Right. But then I'm like, I'll just wake up at a random part and hope that I remember some of the subtitles. Eight and a half. I always talk about that movie because I think it's so weird. Mm-hmm. It's a surrealist movie. I think it's Italian. Yeah. And it's spoken in Italian. And I fell asleep and I woke up thought I was high off my horse. I thought I was having some like weird little dreams. But that movie, that was the worst movie that I could ever fall asleep to. Because it was surreal. You know, it was a surrealist film. So like, every part connects in a very thin framework. Mm -hmm. That if you fall asleep, you don't understand. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, God, what's it called? I watched it last night. A little Quentin Tarantino movie with John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, Pulp Fiction? Yeah, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I watched Pulp Fiction last night. Except Pulp Fiction fits way better. Oh, yeah, like the surrealist. eight and a half. It's just different because they're like that thing is in chapters. Yeah. And so. I really like Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it's really good. I like how it, you know. Let's do some movie reviews while we're at it. Yeah. Let's do it. See. I, I've been, like, thinking about this recently. It's just how, like, better movies used to be. I think there are good movies now, just with all the style of how things are filmed. Yeah. It's just dumb and, like, not really great now. As opposed to, like, back in, like, the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Because mm-hmm. everything... And granted, technology has progressed so far and that we could do so much. But I think a lot of the art with movie making is with how efficient and simplistic things used to be and how kind of hard it used to be. Yeah. Like everything was filmed on like the camera rolls instead of digitally and just the way things film like like Quentin Tarantino like does stuff like close ups and just like crazy cool like images and stuff as opposed to a lot of movies now are just kind of CGI based and you know like I feel like there also used to be a much bigger focus on dialogue yeah like watching Pulp Fiction last night and uh something like The Judge have you ever seen The Judge with uh, Robert Downey Jr. no but this past weekend I was talking with Isaac about movies Mm -hmm. and I said Isaac, what if, like, our childhood movies, like Toy Story, Shrek, Lion King, those kind of movies, I said, what if they didn't make sequels? Mm-hmm. What if they just kept it with the originals? Yeah. Like, how incredible would, like, our generation be for, like, with movies? You know, how much better would movies be today if movie, like, like whatever companies mm-hmm. didn't milk out their their movies? Like, yeah, it made a hit. Like, Shrek was incredible. Mm-hmm. 
What if you just left it at that and try to find the next big thing rather than trying to capitalize off of the name of Shrek? Right. How how great would that be? Mm-hmm. We'd be known as like, especially with like the beginning of animation, not the beginning of animation, the beginning of computer animation, mm-hmm. like with that new form of storytelling, like what if we didn't milk out? Like Toy Story 4. Apparently it was terrible. I still actually haven't seen it. Neither have I. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know that well. But, like, what if we could just think of original stories? Yeah. Even though, albeit, Lion King was not original. But there are parts of originality. I think it was, is it more so inspired by another, you know, Hamlet. No. What are you talking about? There's the, the, the most recent Lion King? The, like, Lion King that Disney made. The first Lion King that Disney made. Right. Yeah. There was a, a comic in, like, Japan or China. Oh, no. I know about this. It's... Kimba. Kimba, yeah. Yeah. See, but there's... Uh, that thing, I think, was widespread when this new Lion King came out. But... And there are lots of similarities, but a lot of like stuff Kimba was... Like Kimba and Simba? Right. But a lot of this stuff is debunked. The Jungle King and the Lion King? Sure. A lot of it was debunked, though, because it's a very different story. And, like... But I get what you're saying. Yeah. The Lion King we know is inspired by Hamlet. Did you know that? No. No. Do you know... Can you give a quick summary about Hamlet? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I agree. Like the thing now with movies, like there's such a lack of creativity and originality, and it is such a bummer to see because I think now movie movie studios just see growth within franchises. Yeah. And on one hand, it's awesome because we do get to have things like the MCU and Star Wars but on the other hand like it does hurt like Disney's the worst with this because they are monopolizing the film industry mostly recently due to their acquisition of Fox Studios yeah which gives them tons of IPs which is in theory cool but at the same time all of these franchises and movies are under the Disney banner at their whim. Yeah. But no, it just it's a bummer to see just constant reboots and sequels. Yeah. Because it kind of just it tarnishes what films can be, which are works of art, and and turn turns them just into cash grabs. Yeah. Well, okay, um, I, I pulled up a list of the the new movies that are out right now. Right. I'm going to ask you your opinion on them. Uh-huh. Joker. See, I, comic book movies are a decisive thing with me because I, I think one of the reasons I love movies so much and comic books is because of comic book movies. And I think it depends. It dep- there's a lot of factors that go into my opinions when it comes to movies. I think... Uh, the directors and uh, the actors uh, linked to these movies and just the overall kind of perception you're getting from the trailers 
uh, with Joker, I think, because the Joker in himself is such a unique and fascinating character. Yeah. And with this new movie, you know, Walking Wild, who's a bit of the method actor, not so much method, but he does a lot. He puts so much into a role. And the Joker, you know, psychoanalytically, it's very, you know, decisive. Yeah. That I think this movie is going to be pretty good. It's, it, it can be confusing since now, you know, the Joker character within the past 10 years have had uh, three different, well, technically four if you want to include the Lego version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> the four iterations of the Joker. And technically two of them, uh, that being Jared Leto, who was in the Suicide Squad, yeah, and now Joaquin uh, Phoenix, who's going to be this uh, the new Joker in the upcoming movie. It's very confusing because I think it's confusing for audiences, like general audiences, who expect one thing. <coughs> Bless you, because in tight. Sorry about that, y'all. Uh, but I think this movie is going to be good. I think, I think. You know, it's fine. How do you feel about superhero fatigue? Superhero fatigue? Are you fatigued with all the superhero movies? Yes, for sure. I never got into the MCU. Mm. I loved Iron Man, Iron Man 2. Um, but after that, I just kind of stopped. Gotcha. Most recent one that I saw was um, Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, Yeah. Which, that was super good. I love that one. Yeah, that's one of my favorite anime movies ever, I think. And, I, I mean, I'm not the biggest. My my preferred genre is new historicism. So, like, 42, Jackie Robinson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, that kind of stuff. Battle of Sevastopol. Um, that's a Ukrainian film mm. um, that I watched in another film class that I had. I took way too many film classes. Um... But, like, stuff like that I enjoy. Right. Just because, like, it, I'm a history major. Mm-hmm. So I like history. Yeah. And getting a narrative of what somebody's life is, that's my preferred way to get history. And so... Yeah, I like I like stuff like that, too, primarily. Like, I like Marvel movies because I could just geek out and just, like, you know, be whatever. Yeah. But my favorite movies you know, typically deal with just, like the human interaction and dialogue yeah. and conflict that can arise. Like, I I think the most recent movie I saw in the movie theater was The Peanut Butter Falcon. I was just about to ask you about that. And it's one of my f- probably favorite movies ever now because it just deals with, you know, the uh, relationship between Shia LaBeouf's character who's like this raggedy f- uh, fisherman who's running from the law, basically, and this Down syndrome kid who runs away from uh, his care facility to become a professional wrestler. And, you know, the the two characters meet up and they kind of go on this journey together. And then Dakota Johnson's character comes in and joins them. And, you know, it's just such a unique look and just warm look at how nice human companionship and interaction can be. Yeah. So I really like movies that deal with that. Friday. It's uh it's at the Chapel Hills Mall. Three o'clock. You wanna go watch it again? Oh, this movie? 
Yeah, peanut butter falcon. Probably not. Dang it. Because I told you I wanted to go see that. Uh, so, originally going to go see it with Dylan. But I lost in... Wait, did I win in... I won in rock, paper, scissors. So then I couldn't go. Right. Because um, we were at Chick-fil-A. And so... Yeah. It was the law of the land. You know, rock, paper, scissors is the final decider for everything here. Yeah. And uh, I really wanted to go. And after you had left, I'd like, I got up out of my seat probably five times. And they were like, Paul, just go. I go, I can't. I, I won. That's the law of the land. I can't. Um, but I really want to go see it. What? And, I, and I've told you that I'd go see it with you if you wanted to go see it again. But yeah, it's on Friday. All right, what other movies do you want my opinion on? I might go and see that. Um, this is a good one. Uh, let me. Sorry, I just passed it. Uh, it chapter two. Thoughts. Uh, well, I don't really care for it. Care for what? It. Cha chapter two. Huh? It chapter two. Chapter two of what? <laughs> Fun play on words. Uh. <laughs> See, I, I'm not like the biggest fan of the horror genre, uh, just because like I don't find it as enjoyable. Yeah. Because uh, it, it you know, it deals with your senses and the idea of fear. Yeah. And like I feel like when I want to watch a movie, I don't want to be fearful. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to have a good time, I guess. And so, but it it. It, the movie, is impressive because the first one was one of the highest grossing horror movies of all time. Uh, and I think it just is a testament to how popular the horror genre can be. Because I think within the past decade, it's kind of been on the like a terrible downward slope. Because I feel like a lot the horror genre like thrived in like the 70s and 80s with like Friday the 13th. Halloween. Yeah, with the Cold War going on. How does that play in? Or Vietnam War. It was 70s and 80s, wasn't it? But how does that play into the role of genre? The horror movies? Because <laughs> pop culture affects pop culture. Uh, elaborate, please. Well, you know when the first horror movie came out? Well, what is the first horror movie? Okay, I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> I don't know if it's the exact first one that came out, but one of the big... It was the first alien film. Okay, yeah. That it came out during the Cold War. Um, because as as a U.S. populace, we um, were afraid of what Russia had. And so thus came out alien and zombie films as like... A sort of a, a symbolism of the the unknown technology that Russia had for aliens, and then like what like kind of what are half the when the half the population dies from the like nukes came out zombies. Okay. Yeah, because the first George Romero film he did, I don't remember his. Dawn of the Dead or Night of the Living Dead? I think it was Dawn of the Dead. But at the end, I think we, we just nuked all the zombies. Yeah. Yeah. But do you know what was a really good horror film? What's that? 
was a, well, I guess it wasn't really a horror film. It was more of a thriller. Mm. That of um, Quiet Place. I didn't see that one. Didn't? No, because I have very, I don't know if, I don't, I don't really like Emily Blunt that much. Fair enough. <laughs> I, so one of my top seven biggest fears in life, one of them being silence. Right, and that movie was all about mm-hmm. the fear and silence. Right, because you can't talk, mm-hmm. or else it'll get you, or else it'll get you. And it, and I hate horror movies on top of that, but it just ruined me. Like, but in such a such a good way, ruined me. Like, it made me very like it kind of put me out of it for a couple of days um okay <laughs> which i just yeah that was just i couldn't really yeah but um like it made me think a whole lot because it's also very like an emotionally driven film mm-hmm. rather than just straight horror um gotcha and like it was uh is the the basically it was about raising kids in uncomfortable situations. And, like, me wanting to eventually have a family and thinking of, like, how uncomfortable is the situation going to be in the future, like, with climate change or whatever, if there is no future, like, how awful is that going to be to raise a family in? Mm-hmm. And to just think about life through that lens of like being a dad and not being able to fix the things that are after your children. Yeah. That is just, I mean, it's terrifying. And I'm not a dad. Yeah, but it's a fascinating outlook and makes you be a bit more self-conscious about that yeah. idea. But a really good film. Quiet yeah. Place. Yeah. What else? What else do you want my opinion on? I don't know what else. I'm not. I haven't been to the movies in like a month. I have like two free movies I can see right now because of my Cinemark movie pass. Oh yeah. I just haven't taken advantage of that. Um. Let's go through here real quick. I don't know any of these. What do you think about the new Rambo film? Uh. I. I've only ever seen the first one, First Blood. Yeah. Of Rambo, the Rambo movies. Yeah. And I, Sylvester Stallone is not a great actor. No, no, he's awesome and he's he's great in the Rocky movies for what his character is, and then the subsequent Creed movies. I think he's his best worker in the Creed movies. Yeah, because he's old and grizzled and stuff like that. Uh, I I don't know. I probably won't see it because. Like, I, I, don't, I also don't, because this is the thing with, like, a reboot, is that there's no need for, because this is more so a reboot sequel, because we got, like, the last Rambo movies, like, 12 years ago in, like, 2005 or whatever. Yeah. But, like, these reboot sequels are so unnecessary. Yeah. And, like, it's just, like, a little thing to get profit on. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's a movie that... We we both have similar thoughts about it's not a it's not a new movie I think it came out twenty sixteen, mm-hmm. but Arrival. Yeah, that movie really made me want to become a film, work in film production. 
so freaking good. I think so good. The do you remember when uh, they the scene where they first show the alien spaceship, how they're in the helicopter and they're kind of coming over that mountain, yeah. And then it does that wide just grab into the uh, around the alien ship. Yeah, that scene inspired me, man. Dude, that just the entire movie. Oh, so good. Yeah, and then you know the the narrative was quite the trip towards the end. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because the concept is that these aliens just arrive to Earth, but they're not like trying to kill us or anything. They're just kind of their uh -oh. spaceships are just scattered around the world, and like nobody knows why, because they're not like coming out. These aliens aren't coming out. Yeah, and, and there it turns out that we can spoil it, right? It's pretty old. Uh, yeah, yeah. Great. If if you don't want it to be spoiled, the episode's almost over, so you can stop here. Yeah, but um. Like the the just the fact of like how they didn't come to harm us like alien movies in the past have always been right, but they came to to help us right. With which I don't know exactly what narrative that's pushing. Whether technology is a technology is here to help us or to hurt us that might be part of it. Which is, in that case. I don't like it as much anymore. <laughs> but, like, just the concept of how lang their language shows them a different, like, timeline. Right. And how you're able to do, like, live in, you know, the fourth dimension, you know, you just dip into the fourth dimension whenever you want. Right. I don't know, that's crazy. Re we both really like that movie. Yeah. Yeah, Amy Adams is she's a really good actress. You remember the movie uh, Enchanted, where she's like an animated Disney character, but she comes to the real world in New York. Do you not remember this movie? It's like early two thousand tens. It's like, oh, I love Amy Adams. She's good. Are are you looking to end this? What are you doing? Paul, you gotta stop just giving me these licks and not explaining your actions. This is a bad look for us.